Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area and beyond, but based right in Pinconning. If you've got questions, hopefully we have some answers for you on today's show, or at least stoke some interesting things to think about when it comes to your financial and retirement planning life. Kevin, it is great to be back with you, my friend, and I uh, hope you've had a fantastic week. We have, Walter, and you know I'm noticing that the remnants of your raspy voices left so you're back to yourself yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it wasn't bad it was just like still lingering a little bit and you know the mornings are always worse too so when we do our show in the mornings you know it takes a little while for that voice to get warmed up a little bit you know that kind of thing you're like a race car thoroughbred you gotta gotta have some yeah yeah like you know you gotta get the car engine warmed up a little bit before you take it up to highway speed that kind of thing there you go exactly so well i'm i'm i took a couple of claring claritin d here recently (laughs) i was gonna say you're sounding clear too that's my yeah my so that's that's working on my end so the only problem with that claritin d is i got to find a 12 hour which is hard to find i got to take it early in the morning or otherwise i won't sleep oh wow so yeah that revs you up well, we've got a really good show on the way today, and in case you want to hear some finance talk, we're going to, you know, it's it's the beginning of the year overall, so we're going to get into some financial resolutions on today's show. Most people have probably already ruined those resolutions, Kevin, <laughs> that they set out for themselves personally in the first couple weeks of the new year, so we're going to get into uh, maybe some, like, if you want a second shot at some resolutions, we're going to talk about that on the show today. Uh, also, just, you know, you know the saying, life happens, or, you know, stuff happens in life, Um we're going to talk about what some of that stuff is that often happens to people from a financial perspective and how to deal with it. Some of these things aren't fun to deal with. Some of these are major life events. We're going to kind of break down how to handle these different things from a financial perspective on today's show. And if we have time, we'll talk about how you can invest like a genius. That doesn't sound like such a bad idea, Kevin. No, if you can invest like a genius. I'm, I'm, I've yet to find a genius who's always right, though, so that's the it's thing. True. So, it's yeah. true. But we'll see if what lessons we can learn from geniuses and apply them to financial planning to see if there's a, a way we can all get a little smarter on today's show from a financial planning standpoint. But let's talk about resolutions first, Kevin, and I think this is a good tie-in to our fun fact of the week, actually. Um, the average American has gained 29 pounds since the beginning of the pandemic. Can you believe that? That is uh that's a lot of weight, isn't it? It's a lot of weight. Yeah. Twenty nine pounds ain't 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 no joke. <laughs> no, no, I know you've you've trimmed down some, but I've thankfully maybe put on five because I'm trying to get it back off yeah. now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Twenty nine pounds. I mean, that's we're in year three of the pandemic, right? So that's ten pounds a year. I, yeah. I guess that we're starting to put on pretty much. That's a lot. How 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 much weight is a bowling ball? Uh, well, what eight eight to twelve pounder, depending on how manly you want to be. When yeah, on so a say you got a twelve day. pounder, you know that's yeah. two and a half bowling balls you're carrying around, right? So, yeah, that's crazy yes, to think about, like, isn't it? Yeah, I never thought about that with the bowling ball as an example because that really kind of puts it into perspective. 
Yeah, if you're putting it underneath your belt, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere on the belly or on, on the on the backside or wherever yeah, it goes. Yeah, wherever it goes. <laughs> so clearly, people are probably making uh, resolutions this year to lose weight and that sort of thing. Uh, you'll let us know how that's going for you. So if you're looking for a second shot at some New Year's resolutions, here's a new batch for you uh, that maybe you'll have more success at holding on to. And hey, if you do a few of these things, uh, you're going to be in a great position financially moving moving forward. Um, so let's talk about what people would need to do to accomplish these things, Kevin. We're not just going to talk about these in theory or, hey, make this a resolution. Good luck. Let, let's take action. What can we actually do to accomplish these resolutions? So the first one that we would recommend anybody and everybody to try and uh, get in place in their lives, stop being disorganized with your finances. Now, what's, what's an action step that can help everybody get organized there? Well, uh, a couple comes to mind, and they were just in here last week. So he said, he's always listening for me to talk about him, so I'm going to mention him right now, and I think I have in the past. But when I first met them, they came in with a picnic basket full of papers. Um, and this probably seven, eight, nine years ago. Did you say a picnic basket? A picnic basket. Okay, that's you a know, new one. The, with a little handle over the yeah, top. Yeah, I know what know, a picnic like, basket is. Right, but, a, right. <laughs> but it was full. I'm not I'm not that yeah. new age, Kevin, that I don't know what a picnic basket is. But uh, usually you don't see financial statements in a picnic basket, right? No, but they were, they were all there. Um, you know, kind of like Yogi Bears, but we were kind of joking about the time. I got gotcha. you, yep. But that was, we started there. And, and the reason they came in is because, you know, they said, I have everything everywhere and i got to get organized and i got to see if i'm heading in the right direction for retirement i got to see how close i am can i retire on time you know can i make adjustments going along the way so were, we were there at least some ham and cheese sandwiches underneath all those financial documents <laughs> there was not but if they would have done that that would have been a hoot right <laughs> yes that would have been great then we would have been like okay perfect yeah everybody should be bringing a picnic basket to the meeting there, yeah everybody that's a requirement yes <laughs> but so what we did is we sit down and we talk about this every week, our simplicity plan. We put everything in one place and that was in the simplicity plan. And it did all the things they were talking about. It's, are you getting close to retirement? Are you going in the right directions? Are your investments appropriate for what you're trying to do now? Uh, do we have enough saved for the income needs that we're going to get? So if that's you and you're out there and you're disorganized and you have things all over, you can bring them in the picnic basket if you like. But that's a start. So don't, you know, this is January. This is a new year, new resolutions. Start off the year right. And that's getting your finances in order, getting them in one spot. So when you do want to go back and look at things, you can just click on a button and, and you're there. And in our case, it's the Simplicity Plan. It's all listed there. We give you access to it all the time. And then that's the beginning. And then we start from there and then we can readjust and all the other things that come along. But that's the starting point. So if this January, it's a good time to start that. Start now. All right. Very good. Uh, another financial resolution that you could add to your list this year would be to take the time to understand what you're invested in. I don't think anybody could argue that that's not a good financial resolution to have, but what are some action steps to actually accomplish that understanding? Well, uh, again, it starts with you, but this is a very good question, Walter, because, uh, you know, let's give an example. A couple comes into the office they think they're diversified because more often than not, most people come in, they think they're diversified. And the reason is because they have, you know, one, maybe one or two accounts, but they have maybe 10 or 15 different funds inside there. And when we really sit down and we start looking at it, we break it down, we're looking at what's called overlap. So in other words, you have a mutual fund A and mutual fund B, and they both own primarily the same companies. So they both own Citigroup, they both own General Motors, et cetera. So when we start looking at that, you think you're invested and diversified. You're really not. So now we need to break it down a little bit further and 
you know, get you truly diversified. And that's the biggest aspect, I think, when people come in is they think they're diversified because they have all these different accounts. But when we break it down and do something called a stock overlap report, we can see that you are not. So you need to understand that diversification is key, rebalancing is key going forward. But you have to first find out if you're diversified. You have to find out what the companies you are owning are invested in. You know, are they growth? Are they income? Are they, you know, large cap? Are they value? In, in more cases than not, they're typically heavy percentage-wise in one category. Don't do that. Take the time, sit down, and really understand what you're invested in and see across the, the spectrum that you are diversified because you're not doing much overlap in, in your investments. That will save you time and money going down the road. We're talking about financial resolutions to add on to your list of resolutions uh, this year. Maybe you've already broken some of your resolutions, so you need to pick up a few new ones. Uh, Hopefully this will be helpful to you on today's show. If you've got any questions for Kevin, by the way, you can always reach him. He is your local advisor here in the Penn Conning area and uh, surrounding communities. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888 885-7526. Kevin's been helping local families prepare for retirement for the past three decades. Again, reach out if you've got questions for him at 888-885-PLAN. Here's another good resolution. Put this one on your list, folks. Stop giving away your retirement savings in the form of hidden fees and expenses. But we know our focus is not so much on the why. We're just going to agree, Kevin, that this is a good idea. How do we actually take some action steps to to limit that loss, that, that, that outgoing piece of our portfolio? Well, first of all, you have to know what fees are, are involved, right? So let's take a mutual fund, for example. The mutual fund, the only fee you're typically going to see is the expense ratio, but there's a lot of other fees in there. So there's a Forbes article out there that says the average mutual fund Um, fees are from 3.17 to 4.17. That's pretty high. And if we look at variable annuities on the other hand, somebody come with a variable annuity the other day, uh, Walter, that's an an annuity where you have, you know, stock-like investments and bond-like investments in there. What do you think the fee was on that? Oh, uh, I don't know. How many, a couple of percent? That was no, it was well over four. Oh wow, over four percent. Okay. And because they had all sorts of riders on there that they were mm. never they were never gonna use. So you you know, you, you go down, you buy a car, you put all the bells and whistles on it, and you're never gonna use it, you're paying for those. That's what I'm talking about, hidden fees. Okay. Make sure that your your investments don't have the hidden fees. Make sure they don't have the overlap and you're paying more fees. Because there are things something there's something out there that you can buy personally called personalfund.com. And they will break down the fees for you. And you have to pay subscription. But, you know, we'll use it at our office because I want to see what the fees are inside your portfolio. What's going on? Is there better things that are available out there that fit your criteria that are more appropriate for you? And maybe we can save you 1%, 2 3% on average on fees. So if we save you 2% a year, or if you save yourself 2% a year, and you have a half a million dollar account, what is that, Walter? Let's give your math skills a, a try this year. Oh, no. You said 2% two, per year? 2%, two, 2% per year. And a half a million dollar account? Half, half a million dollars. Oh, no. All right. So uh, so that'd be $10,000. You're right. $10,000. Yeah. Right. Okay. I give you, did I give you enough time to hit the calculator? <laughs> no. I, I, was, I was just, oh, man. You just had me going. But I got it. I got it. I didn't even yeah. use the calculator that time. Yeah. There you go. So that's $10,000 in fees. Now, what if we could put you in another investment where, you know, the fee the fees are 1%. You know, that's a 50% saving. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Find out what the fees are inside That piles up year to year as well, right? Like, Yeah, ma- imagine doing that for 20 years. Yeah, I think that's the thing that gets lost just to me, Kevin, in the fees and expenses part. Like, you can look at some things over the course of one year and go, okay, yeah, that's... 
that's a good amount. Uh, that might motivate me to take action, but it might not. You know, there's some, all of us are different. There's certain things that go, okay, well, I don't know. It's not enough to make me worry or be concerned about it right now. I'll get to it later, right? Like there's a pain point for everybody where you kind of get yes. motivated. But with fees and expenses, what we really have to do is look at that over a long period of time. That, if you do that correctly, that's going to motivate a lot more people to say, mm, I should address this now. <laughs> because if those fees are taking from your account, so if you get the less fees, they're back into your account. Right. And over 10, 20, 30 years, they could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. A dollar saved just as yes. good as that dollar earned um, yes. and all those different various sayings that capture that same mentality over the years. There's something you're, to those for sure. You're pulling out a Ben Franklin here? Yeah, that was that was Ben, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, we'll give him the credit, even if even if it wasn't. Uh, all right, so that's a good one too. Don't give away your retirement savings and those hidden fees and expenses. Here's another good one: Stop taking too much risk. Easy resolution to say. Is this one as easy in practice though? Well, yes, it's easy to say, but it's not that easy to more or less come around to it. So, what are we talking about risk here? So, let's say you're. Let's give an example. You're 20 years old and you have 100% stocks. That's probably the appropriate amount of risk for you because you have years and years before you get to retirement. But on the other hand, if you're 55 and maybe you're five, seven years away from retirement and you're all 100% in stocks, that's a lot of risk because we only have X amount of time to get you you know, diversified, reallocated, start the income planning process. So the risk, you know, the, typically, now this isn't for everyone, but typically the older we get, the, you know, we're going to pull back for some risk. How do you find out how much risk? I think the, the question here, Walter, is how do you find out how much risk you need to take? And that's what that simplicity plan we do. We're going we're gonna to come back with the number. What rate of return do you have to average on your investments going forward so you don't run out of money? Let's not assume how much you need to take. Let's solve for how much you need to take. Let's take a different approach here. And when we give you that number, then I can say, well, based on your number, here's the appropriate amount of risk I think you, we should be looking at. And, and we can tweak it from there. But that's first. Let's solve how much risk you need to take. And if you want to take more, that's fine. But let's find out how much you need to take. Don't go out there willy-nilly and just take all the risk that you think you can without it hurting you down the road. Because somewhere down the road, it's really going to hurt you. All right. Two more financial resolutions to hit on the show. Nail down a retirement date. Why is that so helpful? And, and how can you actually get people to that step of the process? Well, that's one of the first things when you come in and we start doing that planning process. I'm saying, what age do you want to retire? And I'd say quite a bit of the time people say, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure, but we have to pick a date and it's important. So why do we have to pick a date? Well, we need to figure out that retirement number we just talked about. So if you're going to retire at 62 versus 65, we need to plan for three more years of income. And on the other hand, if you're going to return at if you're going to retire at 70 versus 62, well, there's eight less years of income I need to I need to plan for. So it comes down to how much income are you going to need? We call it lifestyle income, and we're going to go from whatever age you retire from, and we're going to show to age 95, and you will know within a matter of minutes how much income you're going to need going into retirement. And that's key. You cannot go into retirement without nailing down the date. Now, don't do it You know, a month ahead of time. You're, you're, you're at work. You're 62 years old. You're tired. Your boss has made you mad. And you're going to retire one month from now. Don't do that. Get the planning process set in place to make sure that you can. Because the worst thing that will happen is that you, you do do that. You, emotions take over. You retire. And then you have to go back to work. So nail down that retirement date, put that in your plan, estimate how much uh, income you're gonna need, reverse it all, reverse engineer it all, and then come up with a good income plan to get you through 
and two, retirement, so you don't have to worry about running out of money or going back to work part-time. Need help getting your own retirement plan in place? Give Kevin a call again at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. So many people have not gone through a formal planning process before. It's so wise to do so. The closer and closer you get to retirement date especially. 888-885-PLAN is that number. Last but not least, Kevin, one more financial resolution. Why not? Get on the same page with your spouse if you have one uh, from a financial perspective improve that financial communication this year uh, between your significant other. That's such a a big piece of the puzzle, right? Well, it is. And a couple of things here, Walter, is that you have to be, you know, on the same page when we're talking about the planning process. Why? Because sooner or later, you know, one spouse is going to pass before the other. And you don't want to be that spouse that's sitting at home wondering what you're going to do next because you weren't involved in it. So you need to get on that page. You need to sit down with whoever your advisor is and understand what's going on because you don't want to be left in the dark. Then you'd be forced to make an emotional decisions, you know, rely on some other people to maybe help you. So you have to get on the same page. And another thing is the same page is what we're talking about. We had clients come in the other day. Um, they wanted to retire at 62 and he, I said, you know, how much income do you need? He said 55,000. She said 85,000. Well, that's a big difference, isn't it? Just it's a little 30, bit, yeah. 30000 a year difference for the next 25, 30 years. So we need to know. We need to. You need to get on the same page. How do you determine that? Well, in this case, we give them a budget. We've seen how much you're going to be spending, and there's a compromise in the middle. So there's you know all sorts of things that need to be done, but you need to be going in the same direction. You can't be going in one direction. Your spouse can't be going in another direction and think that you're going to get there without any, without any problems because problems are going to pop up through this process. Get on the same page, sit down with your advisor, get going in the same direction, understand the investments, understand, you know, the goals that you're trying to, uh, you know, accomplish and start that process because it starts with you. That's the hardest part of doing this is you really have to start it with you. It's like um, any exercise program, right, Walter? Because you've done a lot of exercise. You have to start. Yeah, that's the hardest part. (laughs) It is, right? So just start. Just pick up. Pick up the phone and talk to your advisor. If you don't have one, come into our office, and I'd be, you know, I'd be happy to help you. This is what my passion is: is this um, income planning? It's fun for me, and this is what we're all about here. Yeah, getting off the porch often the hardest part, and uh, really the same thing with mm, kind of achieving any resolution, right? But especially these financial ones, uh, just get moving in the right direction, and it'll be so helpful to bringing everything full circle and making sure that you're on the right track to get to and through retirement. If you need help accomplishing any of these financial resolutions or anything else that might be on your mind that you need help with, reach out to Kevin Ray by calling 888 888- 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. He is your local financial coach based in Pinconning, born and raised there as well. And as I said earlier, he's been helping families in the area prepare for retirement for the past three decades. And so if you have questions, Kevin can help you out. Give him a call at 888-885-PLAN and have a conversation about your financial future and how to accomplish the goals that you have in mind. 888 888- 885 plan. Great way to start the show today. We've got a lot more to get to, so stay with us right here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area, office in Pinconning. Find us online at insightfolios.com. 
You know, Kevin, sometimes events happen in life that make it really important for you to carefully assess your financial situation. So I want to take a few minutes on the show today to explain why a couple of these events that we're going to cover are usually a good reason to come in for a financial review. Like, why is this an important inflection moment, if you will, in somebody's financial life? What are all the consequences if we don't do proper planning when something big like this happens? So here's some of the things that can sometimes pop up. Some of these are planned, some of these are unplanned, but even the planned ones sometimes we don't know necessarily when they're gonna happen exactly. Uh, first one might be moving to a new job. You've kind of had your eyes on the lookout for maybe a new career, a new job, a new direction, and then that day comes where it all falls into place. Why is that a good time to get a financial review? Well, a couple of things pop out when you ask that question. Well, number one, if you're moving to a new job, you more than likely have an old 401k now at your previous employer. So you you can take that old 401k and you could move it any IRA that you want. Why do I mention it? Because if when you're at that old employer, or you can move it to your new employer too, but the only investment options you're going to have are what the employer put in that plan. And when I tell people, when you look on the outside world, there's all these different investments that you never had access to that in most cases are better appropriate for you and better, you know, they're just better for you. And the other thing is when you go to a new job, you're going to have what? A new 401k plan. So you need to sit down and you need to figure out which investments inside the new 401k plan are going to be more aligned with what I'm trying to do getting to retirement. How do you do that? Well, you sit down and you pick that plan apart because it's probably going to be different than your old plan. So you want to get your old plan going in the direction of retirement. You want to get your new plan going in the direction of retirement. And you kind of want to sync them together so they're working for your benefit, not willy-nilly letting it go. It takes some time. And again, this is the overwhelming thing that we talk about. It starts with you. So if you're going to a new job, there's a couple of things that you should look at. And I just kind of quickly hit them. But that's what we do for our clients in our office when they come in. Okay, very good. So that's uh, moving to a new job when it's planned. But kind of under the same umbrella, we've often got unplanned things that happen in the same realm here. And that'd be getting fired or getting laid off. Unfortunately, that happens to folks even later in your career, close to retirement. This can be a huge issue for a lot of people, right? It, it can be. So, you know, especially if you're laid off or, or I, I, you know, even if you're fired, because all of a sudden what happens, Walter? What, what stops coming in? Uh, a paycheck. A paycheck, right? <laughs> So we need to sit down, we need to look at your plan, and we need to say, how are we going to, where the paycheck's going to come from? What's going to happen? Well, again, if you got fired, you're going to have an old 401k. Maybe we can access, if you're 55 or older, without any penalties. Maybe we rely on your emergency reserves. Or if you're laid off, there's going to be some unemployment benefits coming in, but maybe it's not enough. Where are we going to get that additional income from? So we're not impacting your retirement plans too much going forward. That happens, you know, uh, quite a bit. Unfortunately, you know, when my 30 years of doing this, we talk to people all the time. They've been, you know, laid off, you know, they got fired, maybe they merged with somebody and all the things are uproared. So having a good financial solid plan going into retirement while you're working can take care of some of these things we're talking about. So if you get fired or you get laid off, we in, in a good planning situation, you're going to have enough emergency money for just this case that you can get by for the next six months, one year. So that planning process is important just for that reason. Uh, next, facing a serious medical issue. And as we live longer, Kevin, you talk about life happening. Well, it's going to happen to a lot of us, even if we live healthy lives. Just the nature of living older and living a long time is you're going to be exposed to, to more potential medical 
medical issues. And we've probably all seen a family member go through something like this, and maybe we've seen the financial impact, but it's almost always there as well. Well, it is. Unfortunately, you know, we have relationships here that I've had for 30 years. And when I was younger, you know, I took these my, my clients on and I grew, you know, in age with them. And I seen them several, many face, you know, some serious medical issues. Maybe you get cancer and you can't work and you're, you're pre-retirement. And then all of a sudden, you know, the paycheck stopped. Well, we talk about disability insurance in this particular case, because if you can't work, we need the paychecks to come in. Or maybe you just need some time off. We have a client right now going through the first process of chemo, and she's going to have a tough time for the next six months or so. So we have to, you know, have that plan putting place that we're not going to suffer on the income side. We're going to we're going to have that income there because that's one less thing they need to worry about. Let's get them concentrating on their health going forward, not the income, because that's what a good financial income plan is going to do. Is when you do have that serious medical issue, you know, you have plans put in place for that. You have enough emergency money. You have enough income that you can turn on and replace the income that you're going to lose. And focus on your health. That's what I tell everybody. Let's focus on your health. Leave the income planning to me because that's what we're going to do here. We're going to get you through this. And most of the times it's going to be, you know, six months to a year before we get back to where we were. But in that six months to the year, you, you have all the time to focus on getting self-healthy, and then we'll take care of the other aspects of getting you through and getting the retirement income coming so you don't have to worry about that. And that's important as well. Great indications there, Kevin, that we need to do something. If you have uh, family history there, even if you don't have any family history, uh, we need to guard and protect against serious medical issues, uh, really handicapping or preventing our uh, financial situation. There's a lot that can be done on the front end there, but if, obviously if you go through something like that, it should be a good spark to go get a financial review. Last but not least, and this falls under the same category, best if you can plan for this in advance, but definitely seek some assistance when you go through it. And that would be, the unfortunately, Kevin, the death of a spouse. And this is when you really need a lot of help because it can be such an emotional time. It's raw. It's emotional. You know, we go through this, you know, in our office because our clients are getting older. I'm getting older. But a death of a spouse. So what happens is you're going to typically, well, you are going to lose one Social Security benefit. So it's either going to be yours or your spouse's. You may lose a pension. You may, all of a sudden, you got 30% less income. How do you deal with that? Well, moving you know, back earlier when we were talking, we want to get on the same page as far as financial issues. And Walter, this is, this is funny that when we ask you know, the ladies, we sit down and we put all the plans together and I'll say, all right, now this is a perfect life. We have you both live until 95. Do you think that's going to happen? And more times out of not, the ladies will say, no, let's show him gone at 85 years old. So we can stress test your portfolio based on, well, my spouse is gone at 80, 85, 75, whatever age you want, and see financially what spot you're going to be in. Are you going to be okay? Or if you're not going to be okay, let's do some adjustments now. Let's get you so you're going to be okay. And our software in the simplicity process will show that spouse leaving, stops income on whatever income they're going to have, and then we're going to have more stress on the other spouse because we're going to need just as much income. Just because you lost a spouse doesn't mean you're going to have less income. You need less income uh, because you're probably going to have the same bills. You can save the same consumers, the same you know insurance bills, all those other things going forward. So plan for that. I know it's a, it's a morbid idea, but plan for that and just have some serious conversations going into the planning process, you know, on that, well, my spouse leaves at a certain age, am I okay? And how do you figure that out? You sit down, you pick the phone up, you give us a call, and we'll do that for you, and we'll stress test your portfolio to make sure if something like that happens prematurely that you're good to go and we don't have to worry about 
that so much and you're not forced to make raw emotional decisions because of a death of your spouse. There you go. If you want to go and put your uh, portfolio through a stress test and have a full written financial plan or go through the review and planning process with Kevin and the team at Inside Folios, it's very easy to do that. You can reach out by contacting Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios again in the Tri-City area. Give him a call, and if you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. He and the sensational Stacy will be able to follow up with you and set up that time to visit, whether that's in the office or over Zoom, whatever's convenient for you. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Again, the full number version there, 888-885-7526. Hey, more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. It's time for our getting to know you segment where we ask a fun question of Kevin each week. Sometimes they're pretty deep, other times very goofy and surface level and lots of times in between. Uh, Here's this week's question, Kevin. If you had to pick a new career completely unrelated to your current one, what would it be? Well, Walter, if I had to pick one, I I think I would pick archaeologist and the reason is there's something about that old history you know mm. and i'm watching all these shows and you especially egypt you find up you know you're digging up tombs of somebody that's buried five thousand years ago or if you're going over to italy in the roman period where the aqueducts are still in place all those things i just you know all the it just seems like it'd be a lot of fun to me to discover new things and figure out how they did it way back then and it, I don't know. It just always appealed to me. So maybe I should have been an archaeologist when I when I gra- graduated from school and took that that uh, determination. But I can watch. On I could TV. see you as like an Indiana Jones, you know, just going through the temples, finding cool stuff, getting out of trouble. Well, I'm too fat and lazy to, to get out of trouble, but I, I enjoy it, yes. <laughs> well, with that 29 pounds uh, that you added during the pandemic, um, like like every other American, apparently, um, if folks didn't hear that part of the show earlier, that's the average weight gain since the beginning of the pandemic for Americans. But pre-pandemic, you know, you could have squeezed through those tunnels, probably. I may have been, yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so so you're a radio broadcaster. What would you do? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's easy to throw something out there, even if you could never actually achieve the qualifications. But I feel like I would be pretty good at um, like working in the ER, like as a doctor or, you know, nurse or something, just something in like a high stress. I handle crisis very well, like stressful moments when they pop up. I'm very good at making like quick decisions and stressful moments. So I feel like uh, that would have been really, I, I would pick that. I'd go back to school maybe and I don't know, though. I'm not great at studying, so studying that much to become a doctor would be really hard to do. So, But anyway, well, if I could go back when I was sharper, smarter, you know, at a younger age and, and started my path learning that way, I'd, I'd pick maybe that career, something, something related to medicine and trying to fix problems quickly. Or it might be something cool like where you're trying to figure out um, like rescue missions or something like that, like the guys that are Mm. jumping out of uh, the Coast Guard helicopter or flying the helicopter. Anything where you've got to juggle a lot of things happening all at once and make quick decision making. I feel like I've always been pretty good at that kind of stuff when, when I need to be. So. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Walter's wife Connie is a nurse, so maybe he's hearing yeah. all these fantastic stories, and he's kind of 
He'd kind of like to relive that stuff. Yeah, we're, we're kind of glad to get her out of the ER, actually, yes, in, her, yeah. in her new position mm-hmm. and uh, away from that style. But I think I, uh, my, personal, uh, my personality would actually thrive a little bit better in that, in that role. So that's, I but yes, she, that. she definitely inspires me in, in the way that she's able to help people and, and make a direct impact. And, um, I, and I, I kind of like something that would be kind of fast paced in, in that way. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say financial advisor. Well, I mean, I guess I consider that somewhat related to my current one, since I get to talk yeah. to you every week, Kevin. I feel yeah, like yeah. I get to play one on the radio oh, already. There you, there you go. Okay. <laughs> You're just terrible at math. <laughs> I'm, I'm so good at math. I'm just terrible at it on the radio. That's there the funny That's the funny part. I, that was go. always my best subject in school, which if we have any long-term listeners, that's then probably really damning to me because <laughs> I get our questions here on the radio wrong all the time. So if that was my best subject, it might seem scary. But no, seriously, I was good at math. Back okay. in the day. All right. I believe you. I haven't taken a math class since I was in uh, in high school. I never had to take one in college, if you can believe that. Wow. You That's how been. good I was. I placed out of all the math classes. I never had to take another one. I'm thinking you forgot a lot of I, <laughs> I might have forgotten a few things <laughs> over the years, potentially. <laughs> That's all right. You make fun of me for that as much as you want, Kevin. No worries. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I try to set you up here and there. So you do, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's cool. It's always fun to dream about, like what you would do differently, maybe in a different direction. You know, kind of if you had if you had taken that different path way back. You know, where would you be today in terms of your career and, and that kind of stuff? So always you know, always was, fun to go was, down those those I lines. I was thinking, thinking, you know, fishing and hunting guy, but then I wouldn't be able to join as much because I'm not doing the fishing or hunting. So that kind of went out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'll be honest with you. It's part of the reason I moved out of the sports world. I just found myself sort of resenting sports at that point because it just it was always work. Everything related to sports was work, and um, it's kind of like it's fun to be able to work in that environment. But man, it, it just kind of took a lot of the enjoyment out of it. So yeah. when I got out of the sports world, I was able to actually start enjoying sports again. So it's kind of you know it hits people differently, I suppose. But yeah, I wonder if you would experience the same thing if if all of a sudden you're having to hunt and fish for work, you know, in that way, it might change things a little bit i think it would yeah connie thinks i'm going to be a tour guide in retirement she thinks i'm going to be somebody who retires and then you know rides the boat and tells people all about you know the history of wherever we're living or what's going on and and she's probably spot on with that that's going to definitely be my like second career when i'm when i'm all done now, i can totally see that yeah. especially with your voice you know being over the intercom yeah so, yep. and i love telling people like i love taking guests when they come and visit taking them to see cool places telling them all about it um getting into those details and all that sort of stuff so i'm i'm i, I would lean into that very heavily as a uh, post post career you know second job sort of thing so. I think we I think we nailed it down for you. I think you're right. Well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. And uh, we've got more coming up on the show today. So stay tuned. We'll try to answer one of your questions before we run off for the week right here on Simply Financial. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial. Today, it's time to open up the mailbag and get a question from one of our listeners. If you'd like to submit a question that might be featured on a future show, you can do that by emailing Kevin. It's kevin at insightfolios.com. Insightfolios.com. Kevin at insightfolios.com. All right, this one's from Miguel. And Miguel says, I've thought about meeting with a financial advisor to plan my retirement. And I have a fairly large 401k that I need to look at rolling over. But I also have some credit card debt that I need to get paid off. Should I get that debt eliminated before meeting with an advisor? 
Well, Miguel, that's a good question. So we all know, if you listen to the show here, I'm a big proponent of getting rid of debt. But in this case, it's a little tricky. And the reason is this. Depending on what age you are, um, if you're under 59 and a half, for example, we can't typically pull out of that 401k without a 10% penalty. So let's say you have $20,000 of credit card debt and you want to pull $20,000 out, where there's a $2,000 penalty from the IRS for doing that. And now once we pull the 20 out, we owe a tax on all of that. So it's a tricky question. How do you figure it out? Well, you sit down and you look at it and you start doing the planning process. If I take X amount of dollars out of this 401k to free up the debt on, on the um, credit card, do you have a tendency to go back in debt? Do you not have a tendency to go back in debt? If we make the payments and we add extra to it, can we pay it off sooner? Or do we just take a lump sum out of your 401k? So there's a lot of unanswered questions that I need to ask. Like, How old are you? What's your income? Are you still working? Are you retired? All those things are going to come into play when we sit down and we start talking about that. But I will tell you, nine times out of ten, that when somebody comes in, we get a plan to pay that debt off a lot, a lot earlier than they thought they were going to. And it's a lot easier in most cases to do that too. But for the 401k, that's a tricky situation because it's going to be taxable when we pull it out. And depending on your tax bracket, if you're still working, we may want to do it a year or two from now if you're retirement because your tax bracket will be lower. All those things we need to look at, uh, Miguel. So give me a call. Come on in. And I'd be happy to sit down with you and talk talk through this with you and give you some you know, two or three different points of view that you may not be considering to help you make that decision. It's a really good question. Miguel, thanks for sending that one in to us. And if you're in a similar situation to Miguel, wondering, hey, is now the right time to meet with an advisor? Usually, if you start asking yourself that question, that's the indication that, yeah, it's time. Because it means you're getting into maybe closer to retirement. That date's approaching, and so that's motivating you a little bit. Or perhaps it means your financial situation's becoming a bit more complex. Maybe your savings have you know increased as you've gotten older. Or you now have some of the things that we talked about earlier in today's show. Maybe a job change. Maybe it's uh, an inheritance that um, you're looking at. Maybe a medical situation has popped up. Or you want to make sure that your spouse is taken care of, changes in your family, in your life. All these kinds of things often will motivate people to start asking a similar question to Miguel here. Is it time to meet with an advisor? And here's the great news, the answer to Miguel's question and probably to yours as well. You don't have to have it all figured out to come meet with an advisor. That's why you meet with the advisor. They help you figure all that stuff out. And so don't feel like your financial life has to be perfect before you pick up the phone and call and start planning. Uh, no, no judgment on your end of things, right, Kevin? You're not going to sit there and berate somebody because not everything's gussied up no. in their portfolio. You exactly. have welcoming arms and usually something going in, in it, maybe some cookies or something going in the uh, the air fryer, you know, when people come through the door perhaps. So a little something to snack on, chit-chat a little bit and find out what uh, what their goals are. Yes. And, you know, life happens. We've been talking about that the whole hour, right? Life happens. Yeah. So don't let that come in. And I will tell you that if you come in, my favorite sausage right now, Ron at Beeson's down there makes this jalapeno and cheese. We may even have some of that in here for Ooh, you. Too. That it's sounds really good. good stuff. Homemade. That sounds it's really, really good. good. Yeah. That'll warm me up on a cold day, right? It will. All it right. Will. Fantastic. Well, there you go. So if you've got questions like Miguel or something else on your mind that we've talked about on today's show or related to your financial life and retirement, don't hesitate to reach out and ask those questions and run through the planning process with Kevin. The number to call is 888 888- 885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, don't hang up. Just leave a quick uh, message, and Kevin and the sensational Stacy will follow up with you to set you up for a time to visit with Kevin. 888-885-PLAN. You can meet in the office in Pinconning or remotely as well. 
888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, thanks for all your help on the show today. Enjoyed the conversation immensely, and uh, we'll look forward to another good talk next week. I think between here and next week, Walter, I'll start looking at you know jobs for you on tours. Okay, okay. very good. I'd like that. <laughs> There's probably some good lake lake tour boats and tour jobs I could get into, right? Yeah, I bet you could, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, there we go. We, we did this one in Maine that I think would be really fun to do where uh, you go looking for moose, and it's on a pontoon boat, so you're looking for moose from the water. And you go out once in the morning and once in the uh, early evening, and then uh, and you just get to tell people all about the, the the park, the national park that's there, the state park, and the national park, and all the different mountaintops that are around you, and the history of the area, and just all that kind of stuff, and answer people's questions. And I was like, man, this guy has a great a great retirement job. This is <laughs> this is pretty cool. So, good, good for him. Yeah, I think that'd be neat to do something like that. Well, there you go. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time right back here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.